to win a championship. First thing we got to do is eliminate our egos. You got to be in a learning state to become a better player every day. All the accolades will come when you win. We got to be fundamentally sound, blocking and tackling. We got to protect the football, we got to take it away. We got to run the ball and we got to stop the run. Smart, fast, physical, especially in the fourth quarter. That's when you kick their ass. Defend every blade of grass because you never know what's going to happen. Complacency kills. I don't need to get any better. I'm good. I got my spot on the roster. I'm good. That will kill your ass. It'll kill us. It's being accountable to each other. That's, that's a team. Now, what's our goal? To put a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is August 8th, 2019. 31 days to kick off. Well, you know, actually, tomorrow is the first preseason game. Woohoo! We're going to go whoop the Steelers. We really are. We're going to beat the mess out of them. You think so? Yeah. In the press conference, Bruce Arians was asked what he expects out of this first preseason game. He said, a win. Oh. <laughs> what, he said, that's why we play the game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> none of this preseason doesn't matter nonsense. That's right. It does matter. Yeah, you know, you get it. You get that mentality going that winning is what matters. If you go into a game... Even if it's preseason going, eh, it doesn't matter. You know, that carries over. Absolutely. And that's when you see teams that quit later in the season when you don't really have anything to play for. Which is what we've been doing for the de- past Ab- decade. Absolutely. You got any follow-up or fact checks? I sure us? don't. We were absolutely perfect. I thought there was something at the end of the last podcast. Yeah, there podcast was one thing that, that you were to. supposed to look up, but you didn't do I it. I didn't do it. Maybe next time. Oh, what was it? I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I thought it was something with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I don't remember. I'll go back and listen to the podcast. How many cocktails deep are you tonight? None of your business. <laughs> okay, we're sitting here watching. We watched the Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins play a little bit. Uh, the Falcons had Matt Ryan out there for one series. No, I don't think he even came out. I don't know. I okay. missed the first part. I was putting groceries away. Okay, then he away. didn't. He didn't. Yeah, you were putting groceries away. I was watching football and drinking yeah, beer. Typical. Yep. Make me a sandwich. No, oh, I know. Too. The only thing that would make that any more stereotypical is if I brought you the beer and a sandwich in the middle of all my chores. <laughs> so, you know, Atlanta looked okay. It looks like, oh, man, you know, they've got receivers up to, but these guys were making some spectacular catches. These are second and third string receivers. Catching from Matt Schaub. Miami couldn't tackle for nothing. Uh, Kenyon Drake looked good. He was running over top of the Falcons just for the, he was in there for one series, I think, maybe two. Then we switched over to the Panthers and Bears game. We wanted to see the person that we didn't say a word about last episode. What? Who was it? I don't. I, you know, I don't want to break the streak. I don't want to break the streak. <laughs> but if you talk about him without saying his name, does that count? <laughs> it's like Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, I said his name. Beetlejuice. 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 Nothing happened. We're still here, guys. You know, eventually gentlemen. that reference is going to age out and yeah. no one's going to understand it. Yeah. They better do a remake. Anybody that's under 30 <laughs> years old has no idea what you're talking about. What are you saying? I'm, saying? I'm not that far removed from 30, okay? <laughs> well, anyhow, the Bears came out and were just demolishing 
the Panthers. Now, the Panthers didn't start any of their first stringers. I mean, their backup quarterback, Kyle Allen, throws like he's Cam Newton. Yeah. The first pass he threw, <laughs> Molly said, that looks exactly like Cam Newton. I was like, well, who's he been watching for the past year? Yeah, he was. He, he threw it like five yards out of bounds. And then like 20 yards over the receiver's head. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a wasted play. But Maybe he was trying to throw it away. Chicago, no, it, no, it wasn't. The guy was open. <laughs> it was an out route. The guy was completely open. I was open. trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Chicago came in. They played. Uh, Trubisky came out for the first series. As a matter of fact, he's the first starting quarterback I saw. Yeah, I didn't see the starting quarterback. Oh, I did see Ryan Fitzpatrick play. Is with he Miami, starting? Apparently. For now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they, didn't they draft somebody? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, who cares? It's the Dolphins. I know. Their season's over already. <laughs> I know. Chicago comes out. They're not playing their first stringers, I don't think, on defense. They might have been. I'm not sure. But they just, I mean, they were just destroying Carolina. No, because Khalil Mack wasn't out there. I didn't see him. Well, he, he's injured, so Ugh. he hasn't been in training camp either. So Chicago looks good. I know they didn't play their starting running backs. Uh, Tariq wasn't there. The new guy, Montgomery, he wasn't out there. But it, it was their defense was just they, they, they I, I think Carolina in the first quarter was negative yards. <laughs> I'm pretty sure their offensive line looks so bad, very offensive. Very offensive, offensive <laughs> line. Speaking of which, hard knocks. Yeah, I was thinking of incognito. Oh now, my speak, gosh! Speaking okay. of offensive, offensive linemen, he is so crazy. Like I feel like if I were around him and ever interacting with him. I would just be like on edge the whole time, like trying to be really normal. I don't, don't say anything to trigger him. I don't want you to rip my corpse's head yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, what a lunatic. But he seemed totally normal. He was that's exactly this, that's, very congenial. That's the frightening part. It's like that's that, why it's so scary. That, that Ted Bundy esque. Yeah, exactly. But I was really, really surprised by the hard knocks and how good it was. I thought it was going to be start from the get go, I thought it was going to be a shit show. Yeah. But. It was very entertaining, and I enjoyed watching Gruden. I enjoyed watching all the characters. There wasn't anybody that annoyed me. There was that one guy, uh, the defensive rookie, Adams. Abram. Jonathan Abram. So he was a a little annoying. but He was annoying. He was their first-round pick, and he was the one. They're sitting down at the restaurant, and he's talking about how much money Derek Carr has from his contract. He's like, you got $120 million. I'm going to order the lobster and steak, (laughs) and how about this bottle of wine over here? And, like, he's just talking to Derek Carr. It was very new money-ish, you know, (laughs) like when people get new money, and they're just like, I can buy a Lamborghini. But – I think that they're kind of... Oh, man. Hold on. We're watching the... Uh, we've got the Panthers and Chicago game on right now, and Chicago just got a sack. 95 just came blazing in, got right past their center. Oh, my gosh. And destroyed their quarterback. Who is that in there? Larson. He was a starter no. last season. Oh, by the way, Ted Larson is second string for Chicago Bears. Oh, interesting. Pushing for a starting job. Oh, good for him. He did something. I yeah. liked him. So their quarterback, is that their third stringer, Larson, for, for the uh, Yeah, that Panthers? was the offensive lineman that uh, he just got through, was Larson. I don't know oh, who okay. the quarterback is. Hineke? I don't know. I, I can't see it. But yeah, Chicago is just putting a beat down on Carolina. I mean, the score is 6-7, to seven, but the score does not reflect the bruising that Carolina's Yeah, gotten. Carolina's offensive line looks really bad. Which I, I'm not mad about. I'm not either. <laughs> uh, Gerald McCoy, I said his Here name. Here we go. Eight minutes in. 
I think it counts though, he didn't, when we referenced him earlier. He didn't play. None of the Dontario Poe didn't play. Kawan Short didn't play. Their depth chart came out, the Carolina Panthers, and Jerry McCoy is a starter. I didn't think he would be. I thought he would be behind Poe or Short, but they switched to a 3-4 defense. And he's playing defensive end. Yes, Jerry McCoy is listed as a starter left defensive end. Or right defensive end. Right defensive end. Yeah. Totally shocked me. I was like, what? They have gone to a 3-4 defense just like we have, which Jerry McCoy said he would never play in. And here he is, defensive end, which I've been saying since I started watching him play that he is much, he would be much better as a defensive end in a 3-4 defense. So I think he's going to fit well in, in that aspect. In the offseason, there were some reports that Carolina was going to switch to a 3-4, but Ron Rivera said, oh, we're just going to throw in some more 3-4 looks. But that's not the case. They're yeah, apparently they've switched over totally, just like we have. A lot of teams are going to that hybrid mix, you know, 4-3, 3-4, just the amoeba defense, I will say it. I can't remember where I heard it, but I think it was Nick Rapone, our safeties coach, said that college is really dictate the trends in the NFL because – depending on what type of player they start courting, that's who comes into the NFL years later. So you're getting these taller, faster safeties and defensive backs. So that could be why all these defenses are changing. The crop of players is just very different. It is amazing watching at all the changes the NFL has gone through as far. And it's great because it's a chess match. You know, you get the, the rules have changed to help the offense. You've got these quarterbacks that are staying in the league now 10, 15, 20 years. And they're great. They can do all these plays. They can recognize these defenses. So what the defenses are doing is they're switching everything up and making it so it's extremely difficult to read. And they're getting these really long cornerbacks on the Buccaneers in the current, the last episode, which is fantastic, by the way, I, I recommend everybody to watch it. Vernon Hargreaves, there's a, a shot of him making an interception. He jumps up in the air at least 12 feet. He's 12 feet in the air making an interception. At first, I had to, I free-framed it, and I watched it, and I was like, is that receiver holding him up? Like, <laughs> that's the only way he could have gotten it's like up that like a figure high. skating routine. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. But the receiver was trying to bat the ball down. Hargreaves was 12 feet in the air, outstretched. So, yeah, the, the defensive cornerbacks of secondary have gotten extremely long and extremely fast. And I think we might be premier as far as that's concerned because that's what we've gotten completely. All of our guys are long and fast. It makes sense, though, with all the rule changes, which have really crippled defenses, especially the physical ones, because they don't want you to hit anybody. It's taken a long time for the defenses to catch up to this. Yeah, so they had to innovate to be successful. So Mm -hmm. rather than be hard hitting, they've got to be able to compete for the ball with the receivers in a different way. I think that Chicago kind of laid the groundwork last year of how a defense can be dominant again and a running game. You know, because really that's what Chicago is. They're a, a tough running game and a monstrous defense. Really? I kind of told that with Mitch Trubisky throwing six touchdowns on us. How many was well, it? That was on Seven. Us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we make second, third string quarterbacks <laughs> look good. No, not Nick Mullins. We clobbered that guy. Well, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> There's a new era of defense in Tampa. Thank God. Thank God. I am, but, but, oh man, I got to say this. I got to bring this up. I don't know if this was on your thing, but Vita Vea, the Vita Vea issue had me so depressed yesterday. You can ask Molly. I was just moping around. 
That hurts, man. We got our video almost done. Yeah. And, and I, Ralph I, doesn't want to put it out. I, no, I don't want to put it out. I, I put it on pause. I said, no, um, until we find out what his injury status is, I'm not putting it out. Because I wouldn't want to watch a video on Vita Vey if he's not going to play for, you know, part of the season or even miss the whole season. I know. I couldn't watch. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to watch this. So we'll find out what his injury status is and then make a decision on that video. We've got a couple other videos in the pipe work, so pipe work, pipeline. But yeah, it sounds like his injury, we had a, a guy on Twitter, who was it, that broke down. They did a screen uh, frame by frame on it, and they said it looked like he just collapsed on his own weight. It wasn't a, a I, twist or anything. Right. I think it was Real Bucks Talk. Real Bucks Talk, yeah. Great podcast. Like, it was like a slow, they slowed the video down. If you want to listen to some guys that know what they're talking about, that really <laughs> analyze football and watch film, I mean, these guys watch film, it's Real Bucks Talk. Good podcast. Check them out. I've never listened to that one. Really? Yeah. No, they're great. I love listening to them. Yeah. Vita Vea being out, though, I'm going to tell you my, I went for, I said 10 and 6. We're going to do 10 and 6. That's our floor. If Vita Vea is out for the season, I'm changing that. Really? Yes. <clears throat> He's two games. He's two games. So I will do 8 and 8 as our floor with Vita Vea out. Yeah, I think it really changes the tone of our defense. He is so dominant. Hurt, having him gone is really going to hurt. And I do hate that. I've never been a fan of depending on skilled players. I like depending on teamwork. But Vita Vey is one of those guys, he's like Mike Evans, where their skill level is just so good that you kind of depend on those guys. And if Vita Vea is out for any length of time, I'm going to start worrying because that's going to be two years in a row where injury has caused him to be subpar for most of the season. Right, but I mean... It's the same story with OJ, can't break, right. can't stay yes. healthy. It seems like we have a culture of injury in Tampa. I, I, lo I look at all the other teams and I look at their injuries, and there's a lot of injuries going on across the league. Like we even just said, Khalil Mack in Chicago. you got the holdouts going on in Dallas. It, it just seems like it is prevalent throughout the league. you got uh, Antonio Brown with Oakland, which we'll get into that in a minute. It does seem to be prevalent. It always reminds me of that the quote from Any Given Sunday, that movie, my favorite football movie. Well, second favorite. North Dallas 40 is my favorite. But he, Jim Brown in that movie said, these guys have bodies like Adonis, but they're built like glass. And I see it, you know, and I worry about that. And I always felt like, especially for over the past decade, that we've had a culture of injury in Tampa. And I was hoping that would be done with. We got the new sports science department. We've got a crap ton of trainers. We've got new trainers. We've gotten rid of a lot of guys that I think were about that culture of injury. You know, oh, if you tweak your thumbnail, you sit out a couple of games, you know, whatever. Or if you're unhappy with the way the team's going, you pretend to be injured. Right. Deshaun Jackson, Brent Grimes, mm -hmm. all those guys, you know, they, they used injury as an excuse to not participate with the team. I was hoping that's gone, but it seems like here it is. Two days before preseason, it seemed like all these injuries just whoosh. Well, I think that at that point, you kind of have to make a decision. It's kind of you shit or get off the pot. Well, I think Arians is, you know, he's not an injury guy. He's a guy, he's the guy that you will lose your job being injured. He's not, a, you know, there, there are two types of coaches. There are the coaches that, no, you've got your job. Injury is just a part of the game. If you get injured... You know, we put you on the back burner, have somebody fill in for you, but when you feel better, you come back in. Bruce Arians is not that guy. Now, I think there are players like Vita Vea, Mike Evans, James Winston, that if you 
if they get injured, he's going to put them back in when they get better. <clears throat> Everybody else, though, I mean, Justin Evans, I I don't know if he's going to make the team, to be honest with you. David Kenny, don't know if he's going to make the team. I mean, he just got back from injury. He's only practiced two days. Now preseason's coming up. We'll see how he does in preseason. You've got Scotty Miller, who's got a hamstring. Jamal Dean, the hip flexor. Levante David, even with his knee. I mean, these guys could be replaced. I mean, if they, if Dayon Buchanan comes in and just plays lights out, you know, David might be watching from the pine. Scotty Miller, we've what would what, we count? Thirteen wide receivers we have on the roster. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, if Scotty Miller doesn't play, he's gonna get edged out. We had a wide receiver a couple weeks ago. We talked about it on the podcast. I can't remember who it was. Uh, Xavier Obosi, just boom, cut, hurt, cut. We've got Vita Vea gets hurt. We immediately go out and sign Stevie Tuokalovadu again. We had just cut him May. Now he's back on the team. We were also working out a defensive lineman today. Who was that? Shane Bowman. He played at Washington. Any NFL experience? He played for the Jags this summer. He played at Washington, the Redskins? Or? No, in college. Okay, okay. So he he signed as an undrafted free agent? No, they brought him in for a workout. Okay. So we haven't heard whether he's been signed or not. Yeah, so according to Greg Allman, players held out of practice Wednesday was Adamakong Sue, Bo Allen, Scotty Miller with a hamstring, wide receiver Brent, tight end Orndoff, outside linebacker Nelson, cornerback Jamal Dean with a hip flexor. He, he hasn't practiced this week. It's not a long-term injury. Uh, safety Mike Edwards, Justin Evans, Levante David, and Vea. Now, a lot of those guys are names we're familiar with, names we've – but we got some injuries here. I mean, Vea, David, Evans – I mean, those guys got to get on the field. I'm not saying they're they're going to lose their job, but you know this is a this is a regime. They're win now. The Glazers has dumped a ton of money into this to win now. We want to win now, so they're going to do everything they can. If you can't get on the field, you know they're going to get somebody to replace you. It's that simple. And I worry about this culture of injury. I I, I was hoping it'd be gone, but you know, we got a long list. I think it takes time to face it out. Now everybody on this list isn't wasn't out for injury, not necessarily. But we do have a long list of injured players, and a lot of them are starters. A lot of players aren't the same caliber as Mike Evans or Sue. Imagine Sue. this: this guy has played for ten years and never missed a game from right. injury. That's incredible. He's Superman. He's got bones made out of titanium or vibranium or one of those comic book metals. <laughs> Last year on McCoy. <laughs> But yeah, the via the Vita Vea injury thing just really had me down because I, you know, I talk about how great he is and how much potential he's got, but it's always with the caveat that he doesn't become one of these injured players. I mean, look at Cadillac Williams, great running back, boom, injuries, done. Carl Nix comes to Tampa, boom. I mean, he was a fantastic, great offensive lineman. Comes to Tampa, gets hurt, boom, done. It just really bothers me that Vea might be in that class. I don't even want to think about it. But I think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it, but I think about it. Because, God, he has got so much potential slash skill slash ability, whatever. And now here it is. We might sit for the second year. Like you said, O.J. Howard. He hasn't made a full season yet. How long's he been in the league? Two like years? Three? Yeah, that's what I thought. And it just seems like, you know, some of these guys, they get hit with the injury bug, and then that's it. No matter how good they are, how much potential they have, when injuries start with them, done. They're done. Can't get past that. So let's all just collectively put our minds together, think positive thoughts towards Vita Vea. He is not going to be hurt. His crap's going to heal up. He's going to be out there week one. 
I don't care if he plays in the preseason. I don't care if he plays in training camp. I just want him out there week one. Rick Stroud tweeted this quote from Bruce Arians. A little fluid in there, a little swelling, so we'll do another one Friday. Talking about an MRI. There's nothing really to report on what it is yet or how much timetable as far as return. We'll know more after Friday, but the original prognosis was good. BA's known a little for blowing some steam, blowing some smoke, blowing smoke, not steam. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow, he might have already gone for his MRI and we would know. We'll, We'll know something by our next podcast. We'll let everybody know. All right. Let's get to some league news. All right, what we got? The Pro Bowl was announced. It'll be played again in Orlando on January 26th. What would the players feel about that? I think they liked going to Hawaii. I think so, too. Going to Orlando has got to be a letdown. Yeah, I think so, too. The discount Hawaii. The Pro Bowl budget isn't as big anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody watches that mess. I do like the competition things, the stuff they do before the Pro Bowl, the the quarterback competition and the defensive lineman competition. That's fun. We never watch it. The skills challenges. Yeah, no. It's been years since I've watched it. Reminds me of a field day, like in elementary school. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. They need little bounce houses out there and stuff. (laughs) It's a little bit like the Combine. A little more fun, lighthearted. Well, many Bucks fans' hopes were dashed. Duke Johnson got traded to the Texans. Cleveland received a conditional fourth-round pick in 2020 that could become a third-round pick. Interesting. So we're not getting Duke Johnson. And we talked about this guy a couple podcasts ago, Morris Claiborne, signed with the Chiefs. It's a one-year deal worth $3 million max. He's got a million and a half in incentives. That's pretty good uh, bang for the buck there, if you ask me. If he can stop getting penalties. I know. (laughs) Now, our first week game is against the San Francisco 49ers. They're not playing Quan Alexander all preseason. They're not playing Garoppolo, their quarterback, all preseason. Dumb. Then we come to find out Nick Bosa, their defensive end, has suffered a significant ankle sprain and will not play all preseason. So this week one, they're going to have quite a few starters that haven't played an NFL football game yet. They haven't knocked the rest off. Yes, in in at least a year. Some of them never. I think I counted four or five San Francisco starters that are going to come into week one in our stadium being the first NFL contact they've had in a minimum of a year. (laughs) So that should be an automatic win for us right there. Yeah, I think we have a really good shot at it. In Bucks news, we touched on a lot of our injuries. We've signed Safety John Battle, who's a rookie, and That's a cool name. John John Battle. Battle. (laughs) Who was it we saw today that played for Chicago Tank? Yeah. Yeah, That's a cool name. We waived offensive lineman Michael Lipke with an injury designation. Oh we waived him. We did. See, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Get injured. Boom. You're gone on this team. Then Dakota Dixon, we lost to IR. He'll make a little less money on IR than he would on the active roster. So he's going to make 378000 as opposed to 495000 Poor guy. I know. And he's the second rookie safety that we've lost this offseason. Orion Stewart was the other, of course. There's another one, didn't Orion Stewart? He got put on injury reserve, right? Yeah. Is he, he still? He didn't get cut, though. Right. Okay. We also signed a guard, Salisi Uatafe. He played in 2018 for Atlanta, then the Jags. Then he went to the AAF. And this year, he spent part of the offseason with Washington. So, kind of a scrub. They're looking for those diamonds in the rough. Which Arians is big on. That's why he likes having the two practices, or the two 
yeah, the two teams practicing at the same time. And I wonder if that's a lot of the reason for all these moves they're making when the guys get injured because Gosh, who they want to be able to find as many people as they can that have potential. Do you remember, I think it was Lovey Smith's first year, we had a hundred transactions in the offseason. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was like 110 or something. It was, it was a ridiculous amount. Man, they were just throwing guys left and right, cutting, waving. And well, Cutter sliding. did that too. I mean, how many guys did we have that were on the practice squad, waved, practice squad, waved, active roster, waved? Right. I think uh, Freddie Martino was one. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I, he was, it was, think, of I think we counted it was 12 times. <laughs> he was cut and signed. That cut poor guy. This week in training camp, Alfonso Diaz was presented with a $5,000 scholarship from the Buccaneers Foundation. He was an 18-year-old senior who raised his siblings while his mother was deployed. So okay. The, so the Bucks Foundation did something nice, gave they him did, a scholarship. They do a lot of good work in the community. Yeah, I think so, too. Tim McGraw is going to be put on a free concert before the season opener. This is part of the league celebration of the 100th year of the NFL. You get into the concert with a game ticket... Fans will be led in the parking lots at 11.30. You'll be led in the stadium at 12.30, and then the concert begins at 2 o'clock. That's got to be a logistical. It's a free concert. Got to be a logistical nightmare, because I imagine he's going to be playing on the field. Yeah. That's at 2 o'clock. The game starts at 4.30, and guys have to come out and warm up and the kickers and all that good stuff. So he's got they've got to play at 2 o'clock and be off that field by at least 4.00. I don't know how long the concert's going to be. Probably 45 minutes an hour. It's a full-length concert. So, yeah, logistical nightmare. And what happens if they leave something on the field? <laughs> One of the guitarists leaves, like, a, a guitar string or something, and somebody is oh, running, that could happen. trips up on it. That'd be terrible. Gets it wrapped around his ankle or something. But, you know, they do it with the Super Bowl without a hitch every year, it seems. And that's, like, a full-scale production. I think they're very practiced at this. Yeah. And it's something the league is putting on, so maybe they're sending out teams in every... They do a lot of concerts at Raymond James Stadium. Yeah. So I imagine they have a full-time crew of people that you know are good at getting things on and off the field. Sounds like a fun thing. So fans will be let in the stadium at 1230, parking lots open at 1130. Yeah, so you can pregame in the parking lot. Man, you know how drunk I would be? <laughs> That's four and a half hours of drinking before the game even starts. <laughs> I wonder if that would be uh, broadcast. No, it ain't going to be broadcast. The concert? Nah. Probably not. There's some sad news today. There was a gas line explosion at Ray J. There were two workers working on a gas line, and I guess there was a spark that ignited... And then there was an explosion. I heard about that. It was at one of the concession stands. Oh, from really? What I heard of. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they were injured. Rushed to the, the hospital. The two guys taken to the hospital. I hope they're okay. All right. So that gets all of our Bucks news out of the way. Let's get to this preseason preview. Let's talk about how we're going to whoop up on the nasty Steelers. All right. First, I have the Steelers storylines. The biggest news... It's, this is the first time we're seeing the team without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. It's been a while since they haven't had those two. Yeah. And supposedly the issues with Antonio Brown started several years ago, but it didn't get made public until this year. That sounds familiar. Right. Or last year it got made public. They're not saying who his issue was with. Roethlisberger. You think it was? Yeah. He's, he said publicly it wasn't, though. Whatever. He's lying. 
<laughs> that's your point? I don't know. Just, that's what I've heard. Taking his place, of course, is Juju Smith-Schuster as number one. But they're having a little controversy with the number two position because they have wide receiver James Washington, who's the incumbent. They drafted in 2018. He didn't really show up last year. He was inconsistent. I think had some drops. So everyone was kind of thinking he's going to be number two because he's been there that long. Well, they went out and got Dante Moncrief in free agency. And on the depth chart, Moncrief is number two. Hmm, That doesn't surprise me. Moncrief's a a good wide receiver. Right. So... I don't know whether they're going to play or not. Who did the Colts get to replace Moncrief? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the Colts, Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) The team stopped practicing in pads Tuesday was the last day that they practice in pads. So they're going Wednesday to Friday. No pads. Underwear football. Good. Soften them up a little bit. (laughs) Right. Their offense is dominating camp. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if it's a cause for concern for the defense. We will see. Yeah, normally the defense dominates camp for the first half, anyhow. All right. And that might be the case. The article that I read, you know, it might have been at the end of the streak. Yeah, okay. You know, where it's tipped back in the offense's favor. We'll see. They drafted a quarterback this year, Mason Rudolph, to develop and eventually replace Big Ben in the next few years or whenever he retires. But they've also got this backup quarterback, Josh Dobbs, who they had trade offers for before. So this preseason game may end up being trade bait for him. Hmm. Like if they want to showcase him and try to get some picks out of him. They drafted another running back who is named Benny Snell. He was drafted in the fourth round. And apparently he's turning heads in camp. He's listed number three on the depth chart. Now, we kind of ran into this with Le'Veon Bell, and then James Conner comes in, and he's phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. Who's to say Benny Snell? It's just not the offensive line. It's definitely the offensive <laughs> right. line. But Conner, he's, he's a good running back, but he's just a good person. I really like him. Yeah. Well, Benny, we might, mm-hmm. we'll probably see in preseason. Benny Snell, that's his name. Yeah, it's like uh, this whole Ezekiel Elliott mess in Dallas. It doesn't matter who you put back there. They're going to run for 100 yards a game. Is he holding out? Yeah. Again? Yeah. Doesn't he do this every year? Every year. He seems a little unstable to me. They need to just let him go to Tennessee like they did with DeMarcus. Murray? Yeah, Murray. Is that what he did? He did the same thing? Yeah, it's the same thing. Every, every time they're like, oh, I'm, the, I'm what makes this offense go. I want more money and... Jerry Jones was like, no, I want all of it. Yeah. Too bad. And Ezekiel Elliott has got personal issues. I mean, he does a lot of stupid off-the-field stuff. They should just get rid of it. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, seriously, you could put anybody behind that offensive line. That's why Dak Prescott is not that good of a quarterback. If you put Jameis Winston behind that offensive line, Jameis Winston would look like Tom Brady. (laughs) It's just how it is. That offensive line is that good. Vita Vea beat up on him. Oh, yeah, he did. Do you not want to talk about it still? No. <laughs> Molly came home from work. She was like, after she was home for a while, she was like, what's wrong? Are you upset about Vita? <laughs> I was like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's sad. I'm a grown man. I shouldn't let this stuff bother me so much. It's okay. I've learned to expect it. Speaking of offensive linemen, the Steelers have an undrafted rookie guard named Fred Johnson. That's turning a lot of heads at camp again. He's getting the second team reps again. Their offensive line's really good too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like a do, you know, yeah. yeah. So do they need a starter? No, but 
having a serviceable backup who could come in and do just as well. That's a yeah. good thing. And he could play guard or tackle. Yeah, they've tried him at left tackle in camp, so they really like him, I think. So we'll see him. Yeah, we'll see him. Fred Johnson. You're probably not going to see a lot of the Steelers starters. I mean, Roethlisberger's probably not going to play. Connor's not going to play. Juju's probably not going to play. Marquise Pouncey. Moncrief ain't going to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another one that won't play probably is cornerback Joe Hayden. Oh, yes. He is awesome. He was looking to get extended, and they were saying he could get a contract by the time season starts. Well, on Wednesday, he got carted off the field with an ankle injury. Adam Schefter was reporting it's a minor ankle injury, but we don't really... I haven't heard one way or the other at this point. We were talking about the lack of dominant quarterbacks in the league anymore. You know, we were referencing... Deion Sanders, Rivas, you could even throw a Sherman in there maybe. But Joe Hyden is up there. Yeah. I mean, he's not up there with Deion Sanders and stuff, but I mean, he's 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 nipping at their heels. You'll never believe this, but the Steelers have a kicking competition going on. Their veteran kicker, Chris Boswell, is kind of on a downward, I don't want to say spiral. <laughs> <laughs> but trajectory. A slow, yes, trajectory. That's a nice way to put it. They brought in a rookie, and they might also explore free agents, depending on Boswell's performance. So no pressure, Chris. No crap. <laughs> Don't miss anything. What is it with kickers? I feel like there's a lot of kickers that have been missing lately. Yeah, well, we talked about that. It just seems like there's there's a few elite, and then the rest of them just kind of suck. Uh it seemed like ever since they moved the extra point back to the 35-yard line, it just... Oh, that's probably it. It just... I don't know if it got in all these kickers' heads or whatever, but it just seems like kickers are just they're just totally inconsistent. And Well, I think that they, kickers in general, rely on muscle memory. Hmm. And it's like that rote movement, and now you're changing it. Like, look at Roberto Aguayo, who tried to change his kicking thing. Like, you'll look at them, and they all kind of have... Their little ritual, mm-hmm. like they, they step back with their left foot first, take three steps back. Yeah, they'll shake two, a foot. To the left, they'll shake their right foot, <laughs> you know, give a little shimmy of the shoulders, and then they snap the ball. And it's like, I think that it's got to be in that specific order uh-huh. for them to get it. I think baseball players are kind of like that, oh, too. All sports players are like that. Right. So when you change how they have to kick it, mm-hmm. moving the moving. ball back, yeah. I think that's probably got a lot to do with it. I don't know, but it, yeah, it is very interesting. It just seems like across the league, there's like maybe four or five good kickers, and then the rest of them are just totally interchangeable. You never know what you're going to get on any given Sunday with those guys. I think that they just need to adapt. They haven't adapted yet. It's been like as, four years. As a whole. But look how long it's taken when we were talking about earlier with the defense. Yeah, look yeah. how long it's taken them to evolve. Mark Barron is playing with the Steelers. Did you know what? that? No. Really? Yeah. He's listed on the depth chart as the starting inside linebacker. What? An inside linebacker? Right. But he's ahead of their first-round draft pick, Devin Bush, who's taken 10th overall. So, wait a minute. On the depth chart, he probably, Devin Bush, is going to be a starter, probably. I mean, their first round So, Mark Barron's the starter? On this depth chart this week. Huh. Yeah. And Devin Bush is behind him. Hmm. Wow. He's going to want some revenge. Mark Barron? Yeah, if yeah, he start, if he if he plays, he probably will play though. I would imagine. Yeah, I think so too. Mike Tomlin got. Tom, is there anybody even here that was on the team when he was here? Uh, Demar Dodson. Other than that, no. Nope. I think they're all gone. Yeah, I think so. Huh. Interesting. 
Mike Tomlin was extended for one year this offseason, which was weird because typically they extend people for two years and they're coaches. So this is a prove-it year for him. Maybe. I don't know. It's definitely caught the attention of other owners and coaches around the league. Oh, yeah. Because he, it's unusual for them. If he got fired, he'd be snatched up quick. Oh, yeah. I wanted him last year. Or uh, John Harbaugh. That's right. I was right. hoping you, he would get yeah, fired. Yeah, you did. No, I'm totally happy with Bruce Arians. Be, I am, honest. too. Don't, yeah. don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> and then their GM, Kevin Colbert, was also only extended one year. But that was by his request. That's weird. Yeah, I think it's a sinking ship. I think they're kind of in the same boat as the Panthers, where this is kind of their year to get their shit together. And if they don't, everyone's out of there. Coincidentally, Colbert has a relationship with Panthers owner Tepper. Oh. Who, you know, used to be a minority owner with the Steelers. So yeah, that's right. it's possible yep. that he's keeping his options open there. Yeah, he's going to be going to Carolina. I think so, too. When Carolina cleans house and then Steelers clean house, they'll probably just swap. I know. <laughs> yeah, Ron Rivera would probably be a good fit in yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay, so that wraps it up for the Steelers' storylines this preseason game. Except we do want to touch on Bruce Arians does not like Tomlin a whole lot. As a matter of fact, of all the, Bruce Arians is good with everybody in the league. The only person he's talked bad about that I know of is Tomlin. And that's because Tomlin fired him after they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Bruzarians did not take too kindly to that. Well, B.A. is not the only one that has a relationship with the Steelers. We have Antoine Randall L. Oh, that's right. Who was a receiver for them. Oh, for a long time. From 2002 to 2005. Oh, that's, what I, that's not a long time. No. Like four years. But he, I do think of also, him as a Steeler. Yeah. And I think he went back there later in his career. I remember him throwing some touchdown passes. When they were doing some tricky yeah. stuff. Yeah, he was. At, he was. I think. He, I want to say he was their third string quarterback. He was a quarterback in college, if I remember correctly. Lo Locust. She also grew up in Pennsylvania, so she was a Steelers fan growing up. Boo. Boo. So <laughs> she's she, got a connection there too. She's uh, one of our defensive line coaches, right? Assistant defensive line coach, right? Yes. As far as who's we're gonna see. This game, B.A. has said that the young players are going to get about 80% of the playing time. Good. Per Scott Smith. The players not traveling, Jamel Dean, Vita Vea, Jack Sitchi, Levante David, Dakota Dixon, which he was moved to IR, IR right? I don't he was know. one of them. Uh, outside linebacker, Anthony Nelson, Scotty Miller, wide receiver, K.J. Brent, and tight end, Scott Orndoff. Shame. I wanted to see Jamal Dean. Oh, that was all per Greg Allman. Yeah, I wanted to see Jamel Dean. And Scotty Miller, too. I really wanted to see him. Yeah, me too. They got to get it together, man. Yeah. I think Jamel Dean's probably safe, but Scotty Miller. That's a lot of wide receivers fighting for the very few spots. Yeah. And B.A. wants somebody that's available. Mm-hmm. Like he says, the MVP on the team is the guy that can step in for the injured player. All right, so what are you looking for out of this game? A win. A win. That's it? <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm I was quoting B.A. when he was asked. <laughs> he was asked that same question, and that's what he said. He said, a win. He said, that's why we play this game. He wants to win. He wants to beat Tomlin. He, he didn't beat him last time when he was head coach at Arizona. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to see the secondary. Yeah, me too. I want to see these guys. That's what I've heard. That's all that we've heard out of training camp. It's just how crazy and fast they are and mm -hmm. physical. So I'm excited to see that. I really want to see Rojo. Yes, I think we're going to see 
a lot of Rojo. We're not, I don't even know if we're going to see any Peyton Barber, to be honest with you. I think that they want to see Rojo behind the first stringers. Oh, that's a good point. You yeah. Know, so they're going to have the first stringers out for a series. They might have Peyton Barber out for one, two, three maybe plays, and then they're going to put Rojo in, give him a couple plays behind the first stringers, first string offensive lineman. And then he's probably going to play until the second half, and then they're going to I want to see the other guys too. Yes, I want to see Dare. I want to see Dare because yeah. everyone is ta- speaking very highly of him. Andre Ellington. Mm-hmm. The only one I haven't really heard much from is Bruce Anderson. I haven't heard anything about yeah, him. Yeah, me neither. A lot of people were excited that we got him after the draft, but haven't heard a lot about him. Well, here's where you know you you hear a lot about guys in training camp, and it's funny because we watch all the training camp. Anybody that's in training camp and puts stuff up, we're watching it. And it's funny because you'll get one person saying, oh, Jameis Winston looks like crap. Don't and, then, <laughs> and then you'll have another guy who's watching the same practice saying that Jameis Winston looks the best he's ever looked. So the training camp opinions, which is exactly what they are, are all over the place. People see different stuff. They interpret things different way. But preseason is where you actually see the guys play. You can see it for yourself. You can see it for yourself. And you're seeing them go against guys at full speed, full tackling. This is what matters. This is where we're going to see who is actually standing out, who is going to stand out, who might make a difference. So, yes, I'm with you. I want to see if this Rojo talk is for real. He's got to make a couple big plays. He's got to. I mean, he cannot do three yards of carry, two yards of carry. Can't do it. I'd like to see Perriman. Don't know if we'll see him out there. I was just thinking about him, too. Don't know if we'll see him, though. And some of the other receivers, too. Justin Watson, I don't really remember from last year. Yeah, he didn't play a whole lot, but I liked him when he played. He was okay. Uh, We probably won't see Evans. Probably won't see Goblin. Which I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't want him to get hurt. But the other 312 wide receivers we have on the roster, (laughs) we'll probably see plenty of them. You think we'll see OJ? He's got to get up to game speed. I think he needs to be in there. Yeah, we'll probably see OJ. Because I think I think this is the first time that Bruce Arians has had two wide receivers or two tight ends of this caliber, and so he's designed up plays for them. And I think he's going to want to kind of tinker around with that in the preseason to see exactly what he's got. So is Bray going to play? Don't know. I don't remember as far as where he is with his injury. Do not know. Well, he traveled with the team, so. Right. That's probably a good sign. Are we going to see a lot of Blaine Gabbert or Ryan Griffin? I think that's going to tell us a lot about Blaine who they're Gabbert. keeping. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see Blaine Gabbert up to the third quarter, probably. You think so? Yeah. But wouldn't you want to see... Or at least a half. Yeah, get him the reps at least. Mm-hmm. Because that's probably who we're going to keep. Yeah, he's going to be the second stringer. Right. Ugh. Did you ever think we'd have Blaine Gabbert? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. But, hey... I got my faith in B.A. I I think he might know what he's doing with that. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, what about the defense? I'm excited to see Devin White. I hope he'll be out there for a good amount of time. Oh, I'm sure they're going to have Devin White out there for a bit. And and Noah Spence, I'm excited to see what he's got to offer. They're going to play him. I think he's going to get quite a few reps. Sue, I don't think – I, I don't even know if he'll play. If he does, it won't be much, a series right. at most. Yeah. But, yeah, the secondary, got to see those guys. Dale Buchanan, we'll see how he does. We're going to see probably a lot of Shaq Barrett. Okay. After the first series, I think you'll you'll see Shaq Barrett come in there. That all depends on how much Noah Spence plays. Right. Because Shaq, I think, wants to take a take somebody's job. He wants to start a role. Yeah. No doubt about that. You know, he he was behind Von Miller and those guys in Denver forever. Hated it. I mean, he didn't hate playing with Denver, but he just hated being the yeah, second string guy. Yeah, he wants a guy. big role. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got the game tomorrow night. It's at seven thirty. 
It's at the Steelers. It's going to be on the NFL Network if you're out of market. So make sure you tune in to that and watch us mop up the floor with some dirty towels. They'll be wiping their tears with their stupid yellow towels. What are they called? Terrible towels? Terrible towels. I call them dirty towels. (laughs) (laughs) They look like uh, janitor towels. Yes. So tune in. Watch us beat the mess out of them. Uh, If you get a chance, go ahead and hit the share button on your app that you're listening to. Send us out to somebody, some group. I don't know. Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. Somebody you think might be interested in hearing some more Buccaneers talk. We do appreciate y'all guys doing that. It means a lot to us. You can contact us on Twitter. You can follow us there. Our handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. Check out our website, BuccaneersObserver.com. We're on Facebook and YouTube, so you can search for us there. Yeah, just type in Buccaneers Observer. We pop up. Ain't going to get us confused with anybody else on that one. And we'll have a breakdown of the game on the next podcast, which will be out Monday morning. We'll have an update on Vita Vea's injury status. And we'll probably be talking about it on Twitter one way or the other. Yes. Hopefully, Ralph won't be sad. <laughs> Ralph will be happy, Ralph. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Till next time. What? You want to say I that know. again? I do want to say that again. <laughs> I had a, too many Fs in there. I don't know. That's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Until next time. Go Bucks.